Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. Okay, full disclosure, this question came in uh, from several different people. I'd put out uh, a message on Facebook and asked, what have we not covered on the Monday morning messages that you'd like for us to cover? And I'd say four or five came at this from different directions, but it seems that there's a chord out there that has been hit and it resonates with me as well. And full disclosure, I have a vested interest in the answer to this one, which should be obvious, and that is this. Evidently, quite a few people who are uh, have found a home in our safe harbor have been told by their families or their friends that they need to find a real church, a brick and mortar church, that this isn't a church and it can't be a church. Well, of course, I'm gonna have an issue with that because I'm a lead pastor of our safe harbor, therefore, this is a real church. And yeah, I do get to meet with people at the sound stage almost every Sunday. I'm not out as many Sundays as you might think because I do try to get back from the welcome home tours back to back home, but I do miss some. Normally I pre-record the sermon, so most of you don't even know that I was ever gone, but there it is. Uh, gotcha. Still, it's, it's a church and it's a church that I meet in different places as I go about the country and eventually, I hope, around the world. That said, it's not about me, is it? Let's talk. We want to blend this with something else. Other questions came in saying, why aren't we allowed to clap? Believe it or not, in some churches, you're not allowed to clap at a end of a good song, at the end of a baptism. I mean, some, even a rejoicing moment, you're not allowed to. And others ask, why do we have to wear a suit and tie? Once again, for the vast majority of people listening to this podcast, they have for years gone to churches that don't need a suit or tie. But it all folds into the same thing. And that is, what is church? Now, we were hurt as Christians really badly by some decisions made in the past 2,000 years. But one of them was made by King James whenever the translators put out the, the new version, which was, of course, the King James Version of 1611, they used the word church um, properly as community or those called out or gathering or synagogue. Well, one of the many changes that King James had ordered and his team, it wasn't just him, had ordered to the translation was to revert from community or called out or synagogue to church. And church back then was the word for a chapel. It was a word for a physical meeting place. And that was done on purpose by King James because it, had he not, that he would have lost control over the church because as monarch, he was also head of the church in Scotland and England because that's the way that works over there. Uh, and there were several other changes. He changed one Passover to Easter because he wanted that to be in scripture so he could celebrate that. By the way, you can celebrate it. You don't have to put it in, but he did. 
There were other changes such as um, servant or minister. He changed that to deacon because there was already a church office called deacon and he wanted that to be in scripture. So there, there are some issues. But what happened was then church became very, very quickly something that you go to rather than something that you are a part of. We are a community. We are a church. And for the first quite a few years, in fact, uh, it's reasonable to say for the first few hundred years, we did not have places, structures to go to. And we certainly, when we went to them, did not call them a church. But even early on in Christianity, some people opened up their homes for people to come into their homes. And so we do have people not going to church, but going to Mary's house or going to John Mark's mother's house, or going to this house, because people open their homes. But notice they never said they were going to church. You cannot find that phrase in scripture, nor can you find it in the first few hundreds of people's writings and letters back and forth to each other, because they were the church at large, moving about the community, gathering in public areas, or gathering in homes, gathering wherever they could, and perhaps some of them even had a structure set aside for that purpose. But we don't have much in the way of evidence of that until much later. And then of course, cathedrals and such were built. And then the King James Version comes out, which really nails it, that you're going to church and the building is the church. Well, when that occurs, so there several other things happen. And that is that there must be rules for behavior in this. And so people would wear their better clothes to go. And as a boy, I was told repeatedly uh, from, this, from the pulpit, but also from my parents who loved me dearly, that if the queen were coming, you would put on better clothes to greet them. And we're going to see the king, the you know, king of all kings. And therefore we, we should wear our better clothes. Well, no, no, that's a really horrible argument. Why, why do you think we're going to see the king or going, going to serve the king, but we have to do it in the sacred box? And if we don't do it in a sacred box, then it's not real. When people didn't have a sacred box for a long time, and it was just fine. Jesus taught by the, the Sea of Galilee. He saw, taught on the mountains. He taught in homes. That was church. That was synagogue. That was church. That was ecclesia. And it should be again. And in fact, throughout the ages, I have no problem with brick and mortar. People going in and worshiping together is a beautiful thing. And sometimes if you need programs, let's say that both of you work, you know, there's a husband and wife, it's an intact family, but both of you work, you have children, or it's not an intact family and you need to work and you got, and you're concerned about their community you might feel a need to come to a gathered place, a brick and mortar church that has a, has a kids program or a teens program. I get that. I fully support that. I think that's wonderful. But do not confuse that with your obligation to raise the child and do not confuse that with what God had always intended that we go to a box. When you go to the box, you have, your behaviors change as well. So no longer are you eating and drinking, moving about the place, interacting with all different age groups, learning, singing, and talking about Jesus, which is what the early church was. But now you must sit in pews or chairs 
facing a stage and then Christianity is done in front of you. I'm aware that we could even be um, legitimately charged with doing the same because you're looking at a stage. But we always insist that this is part of our spiritual journey and that we're lifting up God wherever we are. We have many people who are alone on their couch. We have uh, last month, and by the way, this, this is being recorded two months early. So what would that be? That would be February, our podcast that had gone from zero in August to over 6,100 people in one month. And so I know that people are listening and that they're walking about and they're praising God, they're thinking about God, but they're in the community, they're in their homes, they're in their neighbors' homes. They are talking about Jesus as they go shop at Walmart or Kroger or Canadian Tire or wherever you go. That's the beauty of a live moving organism not locked in a box. And for those of you who have friends who, who love you, maybe they don't, but if they love you dearly, and they're saying, that isn't real church, always, always, always ask them, who told you that? Where did we get the idea that church was a location? Now, many of them will back paddle and, and say, well, it's a location, but it's also a community. Okay, why do you still think it's a location? Because it never was a location in scripture. It was not a location for the early Christians, except when it came normal or customary for them to go and go to John's house. Then that was it, but it was still a house. It was still an area and maybe you'd go up on top of Mars Hill because that's where people are gathering. So we're gonna go up there and do our church up there. The Areopagus, any of these public places would be fine, but private's fine too. Jesus took a lot of time getting to private places to privately talk to God. How dare we say to him, no, wait a minute, that's, you're not in a church. And if you want to counter there by saying he went to synagogue, exactly. But synagogues were not always places. Some of them were, but many of them met outside here, outside there, in a home here or there, because it wasn't about going to synagogue. They would teach at the synagogue. Well, what is at the synagogue? The congregating, the gathering, those called out, the congregation. And that's what church is. So no, you don't need a suit or a tie, and that shows no more respect to God than if you came in in just a shirt and, and some jeans or trousers or the like. No, ladies, you don't have to wear a dress. No, you don't have to be fancy. You just have to be worshiping God. In fact, you don't have to go to a place that is packed full or not, a lot of churches are dying, of other people who felt they had to dress up. Now, by the way, you can probably call me a hypocrite here and you might be right. Because I don't care for seeing people dress sloppily with no regard for themselves and for others. But I'm aware I'm making a judgment there and my judgment might not be right. But be aware I'm not making that judgment about church. I'd rather if you were coming to the soundstage and you come in and a t-shirt's got a few holes in it and some, some raggedy old shorts and flip-flops, we're gonna hug you and welcome you and not a one of us is gonna be thinking, oh, I wish they'd worn something else. It is me as a person who would like to talk to you to say, let's show yourself some respect.
I think you deserve better. And if you can't afford better, you came to the right place because we're your family and we'll help you buy what you want. We're not gonna dress you like us. I mean, who wants to dress like us? I see it in airports and mainly I see it, I gotta talk to you guys. I see it in the men. The women take, as a, as a rule, take better care of themselves and of their children's, well, their children's, yeah, that's a plural, huh? Uh, while the husband is over there dressed like he's a 14-year-old teenager just got out of gym, and he's looking at his phone or device and not paying attention to the wife or the children. Guys, grow up. But we got off topic there, didn't we? How dare you get me off topic? So, I'm still learning, and I can be legitimately charged with having issues here. But the fact is, you don't need to dress up to see God because we worship God all the time. One of the greatest insults in my life, period, is given to me by my phone because my phone opens by reading my face. And in the morning, I go into the bathroom to begin getting ready for the day. My hair looks like Professor Irwin Corey or Grandpa Munster. My face is wrinkled, my eyes are red and blearied, it's wrinkles everywhere. And I hold up my phone and my phone goes, yep, that's him. That's insulting to me, frankly. But it knows what I really look like on the bad times. So does Jesus. Worship on your couch. Get some friends, sit on the floor, grab some bean bags, worship him. And then worship him as you leave your house. Listen to podcasts with earbuds as you're going around. Talk to people, worship him in love and serving other people because that is church. The bricks and mortar are okay, but they're an option for when you need them. The world's figuring this out now, and I hope the churches do. I haven't done a funeral in a church building since I can remember. It's well over a decade, as far as I can remember, it's well over. Last wedding I did, several years ago, probably five, six years ago, in a church building. People are moving out to different public spaces. That's where the church is going to. And our safe harbor is right there with you. And as you gather, please send us, patrick at oursafeharbor.com, send us your address so we can put you on the map. You find our people map on the website. It's beautiful, it's a lot of fun. But a lot of those is because they've said they've checked in from, let's say, uh, Silsby, Texas. So they've checked in from uh, Ames, Iowa, but they haven't given us an address, which means I don't know where to find you as I'm driving through. Send us your address. We'd never share it without your permission. And if you ever want to gather with some more people, we'll do what we can to make that happen. But for now, you need to go gather with people like work, job, school. God bless you. Thanks for sending in the questions. We'll pick them up again next week. Cheers.